Welcome to Swarupa Vidya Ashram. My name is Swami Nirmalananda. Each audio is a discourse that I offered at a satsang, a free meditation program, and was followed by meditation. These teachings address the underlying questions of life. Who am I? Why am I here? How do I do what I came here to do? I went to my guru with these same questions while he gave me the teachings I share here. Most importantly, he gave me the inner experience they describe. This is why I teach, to share the same with you, both the theory and the inner experience of your own inherent divinity. The bliss of consciousness is your birthright. Meditate and discover that you are greater than you could ever imagine. Om Namah Shivaya Gurave Satchidananda Murtaye Nishpapanjaya Shantaya Niralambaya Tejase Muktanandaya Gurave Shisha Samsara Harane Guru Brahma, Guru Vishnu, Guru Devo Maheshvara, Guru Sakshat Para Brahma, Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha, Om Swarupa Swaswabhava Namo Namaha. Om. I bow to my own self. I bow to my Baba's own self. I bow to his Baba's own self. I bow to your own self. Oh, Shiva, your own essence and beingness, your own isness, your own divine isness. Again and again I bow. Om Swarupa Swaswa Bhava Namo Namaha. To be nurtured. Happy Father's Day. Today we get to celebrate and be grateful to our father or fathers. Baba means father. I call my guru by the beloved term, father. Baba fed me. He nurtured me. He taught me. He reveled in my growing into my own self, so much in ways similar to how my dad fathered me. My dad nurtured my brilliance. He actively stimulated my ability to think things through and come up with solutions. He laid in a love of music for me, along with the intricacies of words 
and their meanings. He loved to spark my intelligence. But he thought that my creativity and intelligence came from my mind. My Baba knew better. My Baba knew that creativity and intelligence shine through your mind, like the sun shines through windows. That's what my Baba nurtured in me. Like the sun makes plants grow, his ever-flowing grace and the radiance of consciousness that emanated from him grew me into self, consciousness itself. What is it to nurture? What is it to be nurtured? You know the feeling. You love the feeling. You love to do it for others, pets as well as kids, especially kids. I was standing in line somewhere recently, and a child, maybe six, seven years old, was with someone a few people ahead of me. I smiled and I waited. You know, kids are cautious about strangers by this age, necessarily so. I spoke to her mother for a bit, so the girl felt safer looking at me. I complimented her on her dress, and she smiled as she ducked her head. She peeked at me a bit later, finally watching me at length when she thought I wasn't looking. Yes, I do look a little different than most people. After all, I dress like a pumpkin. But at this age, they still respond to divine energy, which I have the great privilege to experience as well as to share. But it's because my Baba showed me the source of intelligence, creativity, insight, and the brilliance of the divine light that shines through everyone, including you. He nurtured me as I grew into it. That's part of what the Guru does for you. I have just now come back from teaching at a yoga conference. In addition to being able to present some teachings, I attended keynote addresses and workshops. So delightful to see others in their radiance. A couple of them mentioned their own guru in passing, and their voice changed when they did. There was a depth, even a huskiness, expressing love and deep gratitude For where else will you find someone who nurtures you at this level? The dictionary defines nurturing as the process of caring for and encouraging the growth or development of someone or something. It is a process. Shaktipat awakens you and gives you access to your inherent divinity but you're likely not fully established in it right away as much as you'd like to be. Your capacity, like your mind, starts off puny. I call you a siddling, like a duckling. A master of consciousness is a siddha, and you're a siddling. Mama duck nurtures her ducklings with soft little as well as leading them into the water in the right direction for finding food. You know how to nurture a seedling so it can grow into its destiny. You give it the right amount of light and water, the right type of fertilizer, and you wait and you watch. 
You can even talk to it lovingly. Scientific research shows that it makes a difference in the plant's growth. Growing into consciousness is a lot like this. You take care of your body. You feed your mind the most nourishing, uplifting things. And you watch and wait. Paying attention to the inner dimensions as they expand within. You even talk to yourself lovingly. Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya. Raising seedlings is easier than raising children. Unfortunately, and you experience this as a child, and those of you who parented have experienced it as a parent, much of the process of parenting is helping the child learn what not to do. They can run wild, which doesn't help them or you. One mother described to me taking her twin daughters with her to a clothing store. As soon as they got inside the doors, the girls looked at each other as twins do, communicating without words and they broke away from their mom and ran in different directions. Crawling in and out of the clothing racks, climbing the display shelves, screaming and laughing, mom was mortified. (laughs) Yes, they need some training. (laughs) So do you. (laughs) It's a reflection of how consciousness becomes you, you know, by taking on contraction. Amping consciousness down into individuality, you tend to amp yourself down. My Baba described it this way. Consciousness becomes the mind. When she turns her eyes from her own nature and becomes involved in the external world and its affairs. Consciousness becomes the mind. When she turns her eyes from her own nature and becomes involved in the external world and its affairs. How involved does your mind become? The external world and its many concerns take up most of your day, even part of your night. Even when you aren't doing anything about stuff, you're reviewing it in your mind. Yet, it is consciousness that makes you able to be conscious of the world and all that goes on in it. Your mind's ability to take in information through your eyes, through your ears, through all your senses. It is consciousness that makes that possible. Consider a person in a coma. They cannot see anything nor communicate. They are not conscious as in wakeful, active, and communicative. Yet they are aware. We know this because medicine has collected reports from so many who were in comas and later described their experience. Many of them report near-death experiences of the light or other realms of being. But they can hear you as well. They hear you when you talk to them and what you say matters to them. While they are not conscious, they are still consciousness. The last time I saw Baba Haridas, a great yogi who lived in Northern California, he was teaching from the Sankhya Karika. It's a little known text, but very important in the yogic tradition and lineage of Sankhya, which was his tradition. 
I was privileged to sit in. One of the sutras that he taught says, basically, that a master of consciousness continues to be a master of consciousness even if he is in a coma. Then a year or so later, he was in a coma. And the people around him understood, for he had prepared them. He nurtured them to the very end, even preparing them for the end of his life in the body. You're used to thinking, I am my mind. But you are consciousness, an individualized form of divine consciousness. As consciousness, you have a mind. You are not your mind. You have a mind. Consciousness uses your mind as a window on the world so that consciousness, Shiva, has experiences. While you are an individualized expression of divine consciousness, instead of looking inward to see who you are, you focus on everything and everyone around you or your memories or desires, getting lost in the process. Yoga is finding your own self. So you are you while you are in the world and in its process. My dad taught me how to use my mind, but he couldn't teach me that I am more than my mind. My Baba did. Consciousness becomes the mind when she turns her eyes from her own nature and becomes involved in the external world and its affairs. This short quote is from Baba's commentary on a sutra from the Pratyabhinna Hridayam. Divine consciousness contracts herself into individual mind, descending from the plane of pure consciousness by morphing to match the objects perceived. Chittireva chetana pada davarudha chetya sankho chitam. Hridayam Sutra 5. Divine consciousness contracts herself into individual mind, descending from the plane of pure consciousness by morphing to match the objects perceived. The good news in this sutra is that your mind is made of divine consciousness. The bad news is that it's contracted, divine consciousness in a contracted form. Your mind is inclined to get lost in outer things or in your inner reflection of outer things. The way that consciousness contracts into your mind is by shape-shifting. This is why we love, or I always loved, the sci-fi stories that included shape-shifters including a long-running Star Trek series with one such character, Odo. Your mind is a shapeshifter. Your mind, being consciousness, has the capacity to morph itself into different sizes, shapes, and forms. Your mind can be dense, thick, and heavy, or clear and spacious. It can be narrow or broad. We know this by our own idiomatic phrases, narrow-minded, Versus broad-minded. Your mind can block the light of your own being from shining out. Or it can amplify the light like a magnifying glass. Your own light is already shining, always shining. You are a radiant, 
brilliant incarnation of divine light. Let your mind get shrouded in darkness, feelings of inadequacy and neediness. What this means is that the light of consciousness within you needs to be nurtured and brought forth. I'll repeat this. The light of consciousness within you needs to be nurtured and brought forth. My Baba did this for me. Not only did he give me Shaktipat initiation, he nurtured me through the process of growing into my own self. He didn't do this by meeting with me daily and saying, oh, you sweet, wonderful form of consciousness, you. He didn't tell me to repeat mantra all the time. He told all of us to repeat mantra all the time. But while he was telling several hundred of us to fill our mind with consciousness instead of petty thoughts, I took it personally. Often there were 300 or 500 of us there, and Baba would say, after, you know, a 45-minute talk, essentially, do more mantra. You've heard this from me before. I think for most people, they took their share of the instruction, like they took a piece of pie. So they took one five hundredth of the message, do more mantra, and they did one five hundredth of what he was recommending. But somehow I knew it was pure grace that I knew to take it personally. It was as if I had sat at his feet and he had looked me in the eyes and said to me, do more mantra. I knew it was a direct instruction to me for my own benefit. So I did what he said. Sometimes he would look directly at me when he was giving a teaching. And even though the teaching was being heard by hundreds of people, I knew it was especially for me. So I took it to heart. And I was nurtured by it. Not only his teachings nurtured me, but also the practices he had us doing. An average day in Baba's ashram included three and a half hours of required chanting interspersed throughout the day. Plus, there were optional chants at other times for another two and a half hours. I usually made it to one of the optional ones. So I chanted four and a half hours a day. Plus, I did an ashram seva. I helped with feeding people about seven hours a day. I also took courses, yogic trainings, often three or four hours a day. These were all at organized timings. While meditation was on your own time frame, I usually got in about 45 minutes a day. That's a lot of practice. That's a yoga full day. The seva was, you know, like ashram work, yet I felt that I was doing it for my guru. I helped feed people because he wanted to feed them. Every moment of my mundane, productive activities were an offering to Baba. Sometimes I would look at my hands and think, these are your hands, Baba. And all these practices nurtured me. They were like sunshine and water, along with the needed nutrients that usually come from fertilizer. They were feeding my soul deeper. They were nurturing my ability to be truly, deeply, authentically coming from my own self. There was another way Baba nurtured me as I grew into my own self. Oh, Baba. 
I got to spend time with him, to sit with him for extended periods. Often there was a lot of bustle around him as hundreds of people came up for darshan, which we'll offer here at the end of this program. Many people had questions. Some just came to say thank you or to silently bow. And I sat and watched the whole while, usually for an hour or more every day, depending on how many people were there. All the while, I felt like I was mainlining consciousness. More like, how do I describe it? It wasn't like I was getting an injection or infusion, like a tube in my arm. It was more like there was a tube in my heart. Filling my heart and reaching deeper to my soul, through my soul, all the way to myself. I now understand more of what was happening to me. Being in Baba's presence, I was shifted deeper inside myself. So I was experiencing my own self on the inside. But being in Baba's presence, when I could keep my eyes open and was watching him, I was experiencing my own self on the inside and I was watching my own self on the outside, my own self being Baba. It was like looking in the mirror and seeing only consciousness. I was being nurtured from the inside out and from the outside in. Yes, I lovingly and gratefully call my guru by the name Baba, for he fathered me in a way that no other father could ever have done. My physical father birthed me into this world and nurtured me in some important ways, but he couldn't give me what he didn't have. But Baba had it all. And he gave it all away. Every time he spoke, every time he led a chant or meditation, he gave it all away. Just sitting with him, it was like being baked by the sun, but better. Baked by the light of consciousness. Thank you, Baba. Happy Father's Day. Om Swarupa Swaswa Bhava Namo Namaha. 